Hello! Welcome to Dr. Pepper Times! Dr. Pepper Podcast with Steve and Steve's friend. Hello, Steve's friend. Hello, Steve. Thank you for inviting me off street. You are on podcast every week, correct? I, I have a short-term memory problem. Your country has how many dictators? I have a country? Ah! <laughs> Eastern European joke. Dr. Pepper shot. Dr. Pepper Podcast is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. It's good uh, if you are thirsty. It's good if you like low vitamin. It's good if you like 57 flavor. It's good if country has cold sun. It's <laughs> <laughs> Heinz ketchup on pops. Steve, do you mind if we tape over this Dr. Pepper podcast? That uh, yeah, you, what is this? Are you just you know, like a side project going or what? I didn't know you could do that accent. I give up. What? Hey everyone, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Baseball. I'm Sun- Dave Barkley. I'm Paul Frank. Sunday Afternoon Baseball, live from a Scarborough basement. We so, we hit all those spots. Yep. <laughs> Scarborough. Blue Gladstone. My apartment. The Junction. My house. Yeah, the Junction. Did we say uh, an undisclosed location last year? Last week? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Secret places, secret bunkers. <laughs> We're a traveling band. Yeah. Um, hey, we won a game this week. Yeah, what a game! It was yeah. exciting. We won. As, far as uh, I'm concerned, this game was one. This week was one day long. Yep. I wish that was every week. Then I'd be dead soon. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I say bleak things. Is that true? No, I'm just a sarcastic dick. Is that mm-hmm. our dynamic? What's our Steve? Steve, what? How does this work? Uh, I'm not really sure. What do you I'm, do? Yeah, I'm Soviet used to being podcast. the negative one. <laughs> I'm really used to. I was the most negative of all before, and now I'm finding that I'm a lot more positive than I was before, despite the results. You're right. I think it's I'm a, usually the positive guy, I but think, then I say things like, "You guys, baseball doesn't matter. Matter. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we watch it?" <laughs> I know, I'm just freaking. I think I've just been desensitized by all the the crap on Twitter that I'm like, I I have to think positively, otherwise I yeah. will go into a pit of despair. That's the Mike Wilner effect. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think yeah. that's the only way he gets through a day. I'm not super <laughs> sure why Mike Wilner hosts a talk show if he doesn't like people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, like a lot of those people are dumb, but it's his job to listen to them. Yeah. Why would you have Jay's talk if all of his, all of your conversations are going to be incredibly one-sided? <laughs> yeah. just, no matter how dumb, and I, I'll grant you, he has to listen to some dumb bullshit, but he just shoots down opposing theories like it's fact and that he has thought every angle through. That can be satisfying if you agree with him most of the time. That's how I remember experiencing Jay's talk back when I listened before I stopped out of despair. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I like yeah. Those a lot of those fans enrage me too, right? Yeah, every every second caller is fire Gibbons. <laughs> oh. Yeah, and people who think that the baseball season is as long as a hockey season. To be fair, Gibbons is only responsible for most of the losses. 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> a couple of the losses were totally on Gibby, though. Yeah. Like, when he leaves a reliever in too long... Yeah. Um, he tells them not to hit, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, don't try this week. He's like, <laughs> don't try this week. Tell you what, boys, don't, don't show off. <laughs> don't show up the opposition. You gotta remember, you're a guest in their city. <laughs> Let let the opposing team always win is his motto. If I seem to remember correctly, he's a nice guy. <laughs> nice guy. Yeah. If you're in another city, be a good guest. And if you're at home, be a good host. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Yeah. When you put it that way, the Jays are the nicest team. We are so <laughs> the miscongeniality of the baseball. Now world. I feel bad about the times we won. <laughs> Almost as nice as the Marlins and the Astros. <laughs> getting there. We're getting there. So we just got swept by the Yankees, and we lost two out of three to the Orioles. And all of the games this week were within two runs. Yeah, I want to say that's exciting, but that's also, like, super agonizing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it indicates, like, we're always in the game. Like, we're not getting blown out every time. But it also, I think, indicates maybe a lack of spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't we don't make that extra push when we when the game is within reach. Yeah, the killer instinct. Yeah. No killer instinct. No way. Remember that video game, Killer Instinct? You remember that movie, Basic Instinct? Oh, I never <laughs> saw that. Uh, I think I was too naive. Was that the early 90s? Yeah, you want to see a you vagina know. in a movie? There's a vagina? Yeah, isn't that the... No, like, yeah. Basic Instinct? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard about it. Sharon Stone's vaginas in it. Yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah, makes a prominent I saw the... It got spoofed in one of those Leslie Nielsen movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. It's a pretty spoofed scene. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. more than once. I think a yeah. classic of the cinema. Yes, <laughs> I saw Carl Winslow do that to Urkel. <laughs> I was wondering when Seems Carl Winslow would come into the equation. Carl, I can see your vagina. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's been well established that I'm the third biggest Family Matters expert on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so you probably don't remember that episode. I just <laughs> vaguely remembered Steve Urkel and Carl, of course, his faces. <laughs> Key. <laughs> I don't know what they did. I don't know who the other people on the show were. <laughs> I don't know how it related to other sitcoms. Except for what I've learned on this podcast, you can uh, you can download them. I, I don't have a lot of time, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I have a baby. That's a that's a good show to watch with your baby. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, he'll probably find it funny once he starts learning what's funny. He watched Nathan for you with me today. Oh, that's a good show. Yeah, Nathan for you, and that's we know good. Nathan. That's right. That's my what old, makes it so exciting. My old classmate. There you go. Yeah, it was a good show. Everybody watch Nathan for you, is uh, I think what we're trying to say. That's right. Nobody liked the road trip this uh, this week. Nobody had any fun watching baseball. I liked watching the pictures of the stadiums they were in. Hmm. Yeah, we'd been to both of those really. 
Mm-hmm. Well, not New Yankee Stadium. Well, you've been to New Yankee I've been to New Yankee Stadium. We did hit a lot of home runs. That was something. Yeah. Yeah, if you wa- stop watching halfway through most of the games, we won a lot. Edwin had, uh, what was it, five home runs in four days? Yeah. There's bright spots. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I feel worse is like constantly losing close games or getting blown out because like I feel like in so many of those games we got the lead and immediately relinquished it and never got it back. Yeah, well, the case yesterday was that we got the lead twice and gave it up both times. Yep, Mm, so that's different from what you said. Oh, so in Marlin Town, yeah, or Miami. They're still bad, right? <laughs> yeah, they're still bad. And then this week, Jeffrey Loria uh, interfered uh, with their decisions, their management decisions, and made the manager switch the starters on a doubleheader because Jose Fernandez is their like hot, new, flashy youngster. Mm-hmm. And Loria wanted him to pitch during the day because he thought it would be warmer, but it turned out to not be warmer. <laughs> and then it embarrassed the manager, it embarrassed Ricky Nolasco, it probably embarrassed Jose Fernandez, who had to switch. Everyone was just embarrassed. And it made me realize that Jeffrey Loria isn't some genius schemester shyster. He actually cares about the baseball team. He's just like Harold Ballard insane instead. <laughs> <laughs> That he was a genius. Before. That makes everything he did last year much worse. That he actually cares if his team wins. <laughs> <laughs> now he's just an idiot. Yeah. yeah, I think he's a he's a terrible owner, and he shouldn't be allowed to own a baseball team. I think twice now that's proven to be the case. Right. Yeah, we were talking about the worst owners in yeah. baseball history. It was like classic Steinbrenner. Marg Schott. Marg Schott. Uh, Comiskey. Remember when Marg Schott had like a Nazi armband in her drawer? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And she wouldn't pay she Eric Davis's like, medical bills or do you want to his, look his, his, drawer? <laughs> his ride home from the hospital or whatever when he was hospitalized. Yeah. Um, was very critical of African-American players. Yeah. Yeah, what a nut job. Yeah. Uh, the fictional owner in Major League. I think that's Marg Schott. That's what it was based on? I don't know. Probably. Somewhere but between Jeffrey Loria. <laughs> no, but they had to make her. It's the movies. Right. <laughs> they had to sexy everything. They gotta sex it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right, Bob. Um, yeah. Like, Vintage Steinbrenner was a terrible owner. He would always interfere in... Yeah, and, and like everything like hired a private investigator to follow Dave Winfield. Yeah, and just later <laughs> on, it just happened to to start working out. Like he'd, have you guys read uh, Joe Torre's book? No. And Steinbrenner would apparently frequently like cut him off in the clubhouse and just interfere. And yeah, yeah. I guess Torre's strength as a manager was succeeding in spite of Steinbrenner. Yeah, very and, true. Uh, yeah, and just having the guts to stand up to him and be like. This is how it is. Yeah. It is nice to have an owner who cares. But mm-hmm. there's a reason like GMs are the best at what they do. 
and you're a, a shit builder or whatever Steinbrenner was. Yeah. Yeah, really your responsibility is to have money <laughs> and decide how much money you want to give an organization. Um, in terms of where Jeffrey Loria is on the all-time worst baseball owners, I don't know, what do you guys think? I think he's like one of the worst, if not the worst. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's right up there. Especially because he was... He was a bad owner in two different cities. Yeah, one of one of those ended up costing Canada a baseball team ultimately. Yeah, I think. I think yeah, arguably, but well, it was a contributing factor. Yeah, it was. Right? A, it was very much a contributing factor. He could have done. I think he could have done a lot too. Yeah, at least the, the New York Yankees are still around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I don't think it would shock me if like the Marlins were gone in five years. Be funny if they moved back to Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> if they moved to Montreal, not back to Montreal. I would. Uh, I, I'm not sure if Selig would ever allow that. I think he'd rather have, uh, you know, a Las Vegas baseball team than move back to Montreal. No, Isn't there, the demographics in Montreal have changed too much. They'll never put a new team there. But there's um, there's a group. Uh, Kind of building momentum, trying to uh, get the team to come back. I don't know how legitimate that is. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I hear a lot about it, and I see things on it on the internet, and I think even on the news. Um, and then you listen to Bud Selig talk about it, he's just like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can tell he has a lot of bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing was, when they in 69, when they put the Expos there... Like, there was so, still, like, a big English contingent of people mm-hmm. in Montreal, and those people are gone now. Yeah. Not completely, but it was a huge change. Like, my parents, for example. Yeah. Once the Barclays left Montreal, no point so having a baseball. So did baseball. Hmm. Um, yes, Jeffrey Loria, worst. That's right. Oh, but... Unless anyone had anything else to say about that. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm actually one of the worst owners in the history of baseball. Yeah? Is that, that right? Well, I didn't tell you guys, but I used to own a rookie ball team. Uh, they played in Ajax, not far from here. Oh, I know Ajax. Yeah, they were yeah. the Ajax High Hopers. You just keep riding the old Highway of Heroes out to Ajax. That's right. Like the very Can't same Highway of Heroes that we got off to come to Steve's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's all on that, that hero artery. Right. <laughs> the Hero District. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I... Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to go down that road figuratively. <laughs> uh yeah so i own this this baseball team right in ajax okay and i sympathize with jeffrey laurie a bit because i couldn't help but meddle a bunch of times oh wow what did you do you hear some of the things i did yeah sure. buddy. go ahead well the first thing i did was i got rid of all the left-handed players why did you do that or as i call them the devil people <laughs> <laughs> But it turned out, for in baseball, for some weird reason, it's important to have left-handed people. So you did it for religious reasons? Yes. 
What religion were you basing your no baptisms? <laughs> the devil. This <laughs> is a vague religion that I'm the only person belonging to. Oh, okay, can I be in it? Sure. What do I need? Nothing. No entry fee. All right. How much is the? Wait, entry you can't fee? be left-handed. I'm not. You're in. Steve, are you left-handed? Uh, in some things. You're ooh. <laughs> in some things. Oh. What things? Throwing a football, for instance. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about master. <laughs> I assumed he was talking about. <laughs> I thought he was being a dirty bird. Yeah. No, I. <laughs> well, he said in some things, and then he winked at us, and then he did that like blowjob, tongue in the cheek thing, and then he full on whipped out his dick. Yeah. So. I, you you I don't know why I'm being made into way, a yeah. pervert in this podcast. Title <laughs> <laughs> of the podcast: Steve Bukin is yeah. a pervert. <laughs> I think there's consistent characterization of you this this week. <laughs> <laughs> what was the? What were those other things that you I'm, did, Dave? <laughs> Felix might be left-handed, though. Really? Why do you say that? That's what um, his nana noticed in a video that he was waving around a fork with his left hand. Oh, man. So, Rosemary's baby. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I come over, his eyes are going to be glowing red. <laughs> He'll be like, cool contacts, Felix. <laughs> oh, cool, man. Raver contacts. <laughs> Were you guys... Sorry. <laughs> Were you guys ever into rave culture <laughs> in the 90s? Not really. Yeah, what do you think, Paul? <laughs> I wasn't, but I had friends who were, and I just yeah. always found it funny. No, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't into that, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I had a friend, and I'm not going to name his name, but we went camping at Wasaga Beach, and he started trying to glow stuff with these beer bottles, and he ended up, like, smashing them and cutting his hand. <laughs> Something like that. That's the dark side of rave culture. <laughs> That's how rape culture can, can burn you. I don't know if he cut his hands, but he definitely broke the beer bottles close to him. Yeah. His hands or his pride was injured. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Well, on this other time, I got so mad at my team, I paid opposing team's fans to come to our games and boo our team. Why were you so mad? Like, with the Whalers fans, Oshawa Smokes fans... All those people I paid to come, I, they, were, they weren't playing the way I wanted. They didn't play enough small ball. If you go along the Highway of Heroes, uh, Whitby and Oshawa, as you go east, are other towns you'll encounter. That's right. Just a little background for everybody listening in America. And as far as I'm concerned, because <laughs> I grew up on the west side, those are all the same place. <laughs> I know, it's just all like a, like a 401 blur. Yeah. Pickering. Yeah, I always forget about Pickering. I know, you, we talked about this the other day. You're like, oh, I forgot about Pickering. It's probably what inspired <laughs> this, this truth that I'm telling you. Probably. <laughs> uh, another time, or all the time, <laughs> I made all the players wash their hats between innings. Okay. But it just meant their, their hats were wet. And, and you made them play in wet hats. Yeah, it was a wet hat. Yeah, but they were clean... Yeah, was it a wet hat league? No, only my team had wet hats, and it took a long time to wash them between the innings. Do you think? <laughs> hand wash them. Do you find that gave them an advantage or a disadvantage? Well, I thought it would make them feel clean. Yeah. But it turned out it made them feel wet. 
They got athlete's head. Yeah, they had athlete's head. <laughs> the big they all had fungusy sores on their heads. Yeah, they all had mushroom tops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like Mario. <laughs> yeah. Those toadstools, yeah. Goombas. Yeah, yeah they all spread it. I thought they'd be toadstool toads, but they were Goombas. <laughs> <laughs> And you taunted them from the stands. That's right. Get out of here, you Goombas. <laughs> yeah. Ah, it was a weird time in my life. Another thing I did, I signed three of the biggest All-Stars in this league in the offseason. Then I traded them all one inning into the season. You know why? Why? They were bums! After one inning? I can tell. <laughs> you know who you remind me of? is um, Jeffrey Loria. I know, he reminds me of me too. <laughs> the other thing is, this isn't a really a meddling move that I did, but it was kind of a distraction for the whole team. Because right. it, it turned out I didn't have enough money to buy the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, how I got the team is I showed them a photo of a briefcase full of money and said, this is mine. So don't worry this about it. This is an example of what I bring to the table. Yeah. Money. And it was actually just like a 90s clip art of that. <laughs> and there was like a clip art guy with like dollar signs for eyes looking at the briefcase going, Whoa, wow! <laughs> <laughs> um, so that convinced them that I was solvent. I'm really glad you brought that up because I was actually going to ask you where you got the money to buy a rookie ball team. Yeah, I thought you might ask that. Yeah. The answer is I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was very much the... That's another way you're like Jeffrey Loria. Yeah. So. You don't really have the money. You just ask people I just for the swindle money. swindle it. And yeah. then you... Put one over on people. And then you cheapen their investment by... But eventually it came out that I didn't have any money and the team went back to its original owner, which is a grizzly bear. <laughs> Where did the grizzly bear get the money? Probably the same scam. <laughs> Do you know what bear fur is worth? He's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to argue with a grizzly bear in the boardroom. You go to the opera and it's wall-to-wall women in bear fur coats. <laughs> Yeah. That's where he got the money. Like, which pretty much look like bear rugs people have wrapped around themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the head still on. That's a great story. Yeah, it was a weird time in my life. I believe that it happened. Thank you. Not everyone does. I don't. See? Yeah. <laughs> and hearing that story just makes me want to punch Jeffrey Laurie in the face. I know. It's one of those situations where relating to someone makes you hate them more. Because you understand what they're thinking, and you're like, you idiot. <laughs> you're like, that's happened other times in my life, for real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, give me an example. I, I guess, like, like you, like, if you're, like, listening to music or something, and you're yeah. like, oh, I remember wanting to do that, and then I decided not to. Like, that kind of thing. What do you mean? Wanting to do what? Or, like, say, like, I hear someone do a joke. And I'm like, oh, I could have written that joke. Oh, like, yeah, if I hear... Oh, no, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, when I hear people less funny than me up on stage. Yeah. And then you're like, you fucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's part of the reason I can't enjoy... I can't enjoy music as much anymore, because I feel like 
whether I'm right or not, I, like a lot of times I could have done it better. Um, I would have done it differently. Mm-hmm. And you can't help but think what you would have done differently because you can relate to them. That's right. Okay, I get you. I got you. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. That's like uh, it's like when Steve sees uh, producer credits on TV shows. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. He flips yeah. his lid. We haven't talked about baseball in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I find. I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, Steve, did I see Boo Powell in your living room? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was uh, he was hanging out. Uh, he made us some barbecue earlier. Oh, you guys, Boo Powell is here? Yeah, yeah. Go, up, go up and get run. He is here, yeah. He, to- he phoned me. He said he wanted to come on uh, earlier. Oh, so that's why he made us. Yeah, I actually, here. I forgot. I invited him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, an open invitation, right? Yeah, I think he's talking about some new promotions at his barbecue stand. Oh, neat. Yeah, I think he feels like the Orioles have stepped it up, so he, too, has to step it up mm-hmm. as, a, yeah. as a sandwich mm-hmm. uh, vendor. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, I'll go get him. Um, I think I... Yeah, he's sitting with Andrea in the living room. Yeah. I think, I think you're I, watching Bob's Burgers. I think I left my wallet at the, the park, Orton Park. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have to go to Orton Park. Oh, okay. But I'll, I'll send him down. I'll tell him that we're ready yeah, for yeah. him. I, I tell him I wish I could be here. I wanted to be here. Yeah. But yeah. I have, like, my wallet's at Orton Park. Not the safest place for it. No. no. There's no. a bunch of wallet picker-uppers up from the grounders. <laughs> it's a real finders keepers kind of place. That's yeah. what they call them. It's actually a street gang. There's the Bloods, the Crips, and the wallet picker uppers from the grounders. <laughs> They're at least very passive about their crime. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever they finds, they keep. Good luck. Thanks. Uh, I don't know. I have high hopes for Paul's wallet. I'm really upset about it. Yeah. Bill is here. Hey! What an entrance. 2013. <laughs> hey, What's Boo. up? Big hugs. Big hugs all around. Hey, you guys. Oh, thanks for making us barbecue earlier. Well, there's not a big trick to it. What? There's not a big trick to it. Any idiot can do it. Boo, don't, don't say that. Even me or Steve? Bread. Meat. Sauce. Bread. Millionaire. Two breads. Yeah, you get two breads. (laughs) You're a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I wasn't a millionaire until I started barbecuing. I am now. What a story. What a rags to riches story. Well. (laughs) So, I heard from Paul that you you made some changes to your barbecue stand in... uh, in right field of Camden Yards. Well, that's what I was hoping to talk about a little bit today. Uh, last year, the Orioles uh, really stepped up their game, you know. Oh, yeah. They, I was encouraged by that. I was inspired the by that. They made the playoffs for the first time since 1997. And that got me thinking. You know, I had to think. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's time for old Boog to step up. Maybe it's time for Boog's Barbecue to step it up a notch. Oh, man, it's so good, though. Well, I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you about five new promotions that Boog's Barbecue was offering this season. Oh, I can't wait. I've already put enough gas in my car to go to Baltimore. Yeah, the savings will be passed on to you and to future generations. 
Felix, I mean. Oh, yeah. And his kid. Probably Dave. <laughs> I see, yeah, I see it as uh, they'll trade everyone will name it after the nether. Considering how good a father I am already. Like every other generation is going to be a Felix or a Dave. I feel it. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> everyone in Steve's family will be named Steve. Yeah, how could you not? Especially the girls. Oh, especially. Yeah. Yeah, Steve Weena. <laughs> Steve. Stevie Anna. <laughs> yeah. The list goes on and on. Stevie Joe. Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Stevie Nicks Pookin. That's a pretty ring, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stevie should A, have a sex change and B, change your name. <laughs> You're already the owner of a porn empire at time traveling. You're already the prettiest producer in the business. <laughs> That's pretty sad. <laughs> My first promotion I'd like to tell you about is for every 10 barbecue chicken sandwiches you buy, you get 10 free barbecue chicken sandwiches, which oh. you must eat immediately upon the purchase of your 10th barbecue chicken sandwich in front of me, Boo Powell. And this promotion is enforced at knife point. <laughs> Can you get friends to help you? No. You eat till you explode. <laughs> oh, God. If you explode, the sandwiches are, are put into you. <laughs> By any means necessary. Placed gently in your exploded stomach. Yep. Wrappers on. <laughs> Uh, the second thing is, uh, we now now we have a soda pop that tastes like the inside of a chicken's mouth. Uh, the working title for this drink is Stupid Drink. <laughs> I reckon that's because the guy who pitched it to me is famous for coming up with stupid ideas. I just figured he was due. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got one good one. Yeah, now I got a whole cooler full of chicken mouth drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who would enjoy that is the chicken water kid. <laughs> but he's looking for he's at Orton Park, Park. <laughs> uh, you should probably call that chicken water <laughs> like it doesn't account for the fizz yeah but that can be a delightful surprise the, we got an old saying back home the fizz will figure out itself and I never understood the meaning of that until right now Sometimes sayings don't become true until the future. It's probably because Steve Pugin's been planting them in everyone's mind. Through his GeoCities porno <laughs> site. <laughs> That's right. Uh, also, guys, the third... <laughs> a third thing is uh, we're selling this dessert now, right? Called the Baltimore Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> you're thinking right. I've done this one before. <laughs> Baltimore Oreos when you take crystal meth and sandwich it between two menthol cigarettes. <laughs> After enjoying a Baltimore Oreo, customers who do not die will be given ten free barbecue chicken sandwiches. <laughs> you know what I would have called it if I invented that? <laughs> crystal light? The menth meth menth. <laughs> Both are good titles. <laughs> yeah, uh, the regional thing. Uh, also, guys, we've got this new sandwich this year on the menu. Oh wow! It's called the Adam Jones. Mm. And we called the sandwich that because the sandwich is good, 
but not as good as everyone thinks it is. (laughs) (laughs) You think he's a bit overrated? Yeah, I got, I got to like him, (laughs) but you don't. (laughs) Chicken salad. Number five, we're (laughs) raffling off prizes this year. Oh, wow. Some of this year's giveaways include spend the night in the haunted warehouse, (laughs) win one item out of Boog Powell's pocket, win sandwich making lessons for a year. (laughs) I feel like you just gave us the definitive sandwich making lesson already for free. Yeah, you get to do that for a whole year. You imagine how good you're going to be after a year of bread, meat, bread. Yeah. You can open up. Don't forget sauce. Oh, so see, that's why you need to do it for a year. Got to reinforce. You got it licked. Uh, spray Buck Showalter with a hose, and burn down an abandoned building. Hmm. The, there are a lot of those in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the trick is going to be uh, finding a bur- an abandoned building that isn't already burned down. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Well. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome. It's an honor to have you here. Boo. Well, I, I try to make it. And congratulations on the to the Baltimore Orioles for finally making chicken salad out of chicken shit. Hey, I said it couldn't be done, but then later that it could. <laughs> yeah, I turned around on that. Yeah, I turned it. <laughs> you turned that salad. I turned that salad. That's me. <laughs> Boog Powell's Salad Turner Boog Powell, everyone. Boog Powell's gonna go get one of our coffee. favorite guests here on the podcast. I wonder if Paul found his wallet. I wonder. Paul? Found my wallet? Oh, great. Joined the gang. Which one? The, uh, what did we say before? The wallet picker up. The wallet picker up. Yeah, join that gang. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that's the gang that'll win the gang war. The initiation uh, was picking up my own wallet from the ground. So it's uh, like a pretty easy situation. gang. <laughs> All things considered. Yeah, yeah it's true. like you're in a real gang and you already happened to murder someone. And you're like, might as well make chicken salad out of this. <laughs> For some reason, when you said might as well, I was picturing you going, uh, might as well face it, you're addicted to love. I thought that was coming next. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nope. No, nope. don't know why. <laughs> uh, that ain't me. That ain't me, man. Shit, shit. So what do we got up ahead? Uh, my birthday is this week. Oh yeah. Uh, fuck. The big Jays money, are gonna lose dicks, again. Big dick. <laughs> big dick. Big money. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sitting in the comfort zone on my birthday. Uh, Woo. Cheryl got me some comfort zone tickets. That's amazing. It's but the amazing. comfort zone's different this year. Right? Yeah, I think it's in the 200 level comfort I think we're on a couch. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's going to be great either way. We're going to lose. Don't fall asleep. Or do. Who cares? It's baseball. Who cares? You live there now. It's the comfort zone. Anything goes. There are no rules in the comfort zone. I'll let you guys know how <laughs> sexy a time that ends up being. Um, then we get to play a bad team. Yeah. And then we get to play, like, three good teams. Yeah, our schedule is not getting any easier at all. 
So yeah. hopefully we get better. Well, we're only saying that, like, yeah, it's not going to look easy because we have, like, the third worst record yeah, in baseball. Yeah, you're the worst team. All the teams are Every the team's team. going to seem hard. Um, so that's the look ahead. <laughs> uh, I don't know. How do you think? When do you guys predict? Are, are you guys worried yet? I know we we brought this up. Not as worried as I would be if we were getting blown out all the time. I mean, it is, you know, frustrating as hell losing by one or two runs. But it does show that we're we're getting closer to turning that corner, mm-hmm. <laughs> that elusive corner. But even the everyone is starting to have better at bats. There's not not as many, you know, uh, one or two pitch at bats as we were having a, even a week ago. Yeah, that's true. I think I think I'm less worried and more just pissed off. Yeah. Like I'm really fucking pissed all the time at the Jays. Yeah, I don't think it's any reason to go start firing coaching staff. In no, April. I mean, no. Certainly yeah, I'm just kind of disappointed because I'm like, oh, if it just ends up being like this all year, it'll just be, we might have had something that we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm pretty determined not to have any negative feelings about baseball this year. Because what's the point? I'm just going to feel great when they win, even if that doesn't happen very often. And <laughs> when they lose, I'm like, a baseball game happened. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. La, 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 la. Yeah, I, I, I said this on Twitter, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that I feel worse about the Jays' loss is when I actually look at Twitter because people are so bloody negative I'm mm. crazy on that yeah so I should just stop looking at Twitter <laughs> just follow people who, uh, who are uh, watching good teams <laughs> I guess so well yeah people are too reactionary and then they act like they called it yeah exactly like no you don't know anything and it's like every <laughs> the, there were some other uh, guys uh, they were talking about like every pitch Every pitch that we miss becomes like they go into hysterics. Yeah. Like that's just ridiculous. It just may, it's stupidity to think that, you know, just one pitch is going to be the decider whether you're going to win a championship or not. Maybe we, there, it's not very likely that we'll win a championship. Maybe we will, but you can't go panicky every two seconds. Like yeah. there's, how do you live yeah, like well, that? I had an article about that. And, uh, yeah, he was saying, like, someone was saying on Twitter when the Jays got the lead, is like, I'm not even going to get excited because they're just going to blow. And he was like, why are you watching? (laughs) 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 At what point do you be happy? Yeah. Just ridiculous. Like, be happy for when you do have the lead or that you do win. Because even the wins that we've had, people have picked apart, oh, well, we almost lost that game. Right. Uh, yeah. In that idiot's defense, though, I have to admit that I do kind of see where he's coming from. Like, just because every, like, almost every game this week we had the lead and then relinquished it, and it just feels like the lead isn't safe. And yeah. It's a fleeting thing. Like, it it feels like I'm watching a team that's defeated right now. That's not to say that they're not going to turn the corner. Uh, I just worry that they might turn the corner in June as opposed to May, and then by then it will be too late if right. we keep going at the rate we're going. Right. Well, I mean, three the first three weeks of the season seems like we couldn't get a 
get the lead to start off with. So yeah. that we were always constantly digging ourselves out of an early hole. Mm-hmm. And now <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit happier that we're losing the lead. At least we have the lead in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> this happens like last week. I'm gonna do what what happened one time when I watched Romeo and Juliet in the park and it got rained out after they got married. And <laughs> just pretend <laughs> I'm just like, oh great. It's over and everyone's happy. I'm just gonna watch five innings every time. Yeah, I feel maybe maybe we've run out of ways to lose. Yeah, maybe that's how baseball works. Yeah, right? like, okay, <laughs> yeah. we've tried all the ways to lose. Now let's try all the ways to win. You're maybe, right. Maybe 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 there's something there. Maybe maybe that's like, what they're doing. <laughs> I feel like if you're really bad though, like Astros bad. You know what they say, they keep finding new ways to lose. That's what they're going to say about us. I don't know if we are Astros bad, though. No, like, we have, there's talent on this roster that if they even, you know, they talk about regressing to the mean. Well, we're way below our average for any of our players. You think we go back back to even average of what those players will can do? We're not going to be Astros bad. Yeah, yeah. and We're the thing is, like, our whole right lineup, now. I think uh, the, the highest batting average is something around 270, maybe even lower. Yeah, J.P. Aaron Sebe, who strikes out all the time, has, yeah. like, her highest There's, batting like, average. several players that are under 200 right now. And in a couple of weeks, and if we're in this many games right now, in a couple of weeks we're going to be steadily improving batting average-wise, you would hope. Yeah, because I think that would be the worst team in history if at the end of the year, <laughs> yeah. every batting average is like that. Well, you know who has something insightful to say, as always. It's, oh yeah, it's Buck Martinez. Yeah, our series of uh, we're ghostwriting Buck Martinez's autobiography, and last week we had Chapter One, uh, mm-hmm. Afterbirth, and now we have a new tape. A new right. tape. This uh, this week's episode was uh, was ghostwritten by Dave Barclay. That's right. Our own Dave Barclay. I took it all down and made it into something. So, uh, yeah. Steve, fire up the tape. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. That's true. We are continuing with this yeah, now? Yeah, great first chapter. Let's, uh, let's keep going with this. Okay. Buck Martinez's autobiography. Chapter 2, Humble Beginnings. Let me take you back to my childhood. I was born in 1903 in the deepest, darkest Africa. My mother was a rubber tree plant, and my father was the king of England. I used to get bullied in school because my given birth name was Fuck Martinez England. (laughs) <laughs> then I got the starring role as Bucky the Beaver in a school play called Forest Friends. Ever since then, my closest buds have called me by my nickname, Chipotle Garbage Face. In school, I got straight as A's, which stands for absent. But they thought I was playing hooky, but I was really showing up in disguise and drinking the knowledge incognito. <laughs> then one day in grade 14 something happened that changed my life I had to stay after school in the detention because I accidentally gave my classmates candy apples with razor blades in them 
in a science project gone awry. The only other guy in detention had a leather jacket, tattoos, a blazoo, a blonde mullet, and was smoking eight cigarettes at once. That was the first time I met my now best friend, Pat Tabler, or as he was known then, Great Aunt Wonder Woman. (laughs) In my next chapter, I will reveal his first words to me. Here's a hint. He said, if it isn't, fuck Martinez. (laughs) (laughs) Steve, turn off the tape. Steve, turn the tape back on. This chapter two is brought to you by glowing red lights. Glowing red lights. You can use them in a siren if you turn them around. Glowing red lights. This looks like a 70s porno. (laughs) Glowing red lights. Someone should put a bunch of these together and call it a district. Glowing red lights. It looks like baby Felix's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) That was Buck Martinez's autobiography, chapter two. Brought to you by glowing red lights. Steve, turn off the tape again. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, you know that the light's orange, right? Red, reddish, orange. orangey red. Is that the sun? It's the sun. Time for work <laughs> <laughs> for Sunday afternoon baseball. I'm Paul Frank. I'm Dave Bagley. I'm producer Steve Pukin. Thanks to Boog Powell, Buck Martinez, and Steve you. Pukin. Oh, and Steve. Dave Barclay. Paul. Frank. Paul Frank. The red light. The red light district. Andrea. Andrea. GeoCities. That gang you joined. Gangs of New York. Go fuck yourselves, everyone. Go fuck yourselves, folks. Go fuck yourselves.